We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Okay, we are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Dees, here with only... Uh, one out of the two co-hosts uh, this week. We're missing JSU, who's going to be away at the Big T compound. God knows what they're doing over there. Um, all I know is that me and Bobby are here. Bobby Gomes, DFS. We're going to break down the slate, just the two of us this week, do the best we can. And, uh, yeah, and then JSU will be back next week. But uh, how's it going, Bobby? Going well. Happy to be hopping on here, getting into week six. This is week six, correct? Pretty sure. Week week six, buys. We got some teams on buys. Yeah. Wow. It's going by fast, but I think we're going to do well. We'll, we'll uh, do a good job breaking this down. Um, I got I got smashed last week because I was, I I went with Brandon Cooks over Tyler Lockett, and so that that was my. Uh, yeah, I was so heavy, and I was said it all to show too. I was so heavy on that Jacksonville Texans game, and that game was just the worst possible game ever. Uh, yeah. So I, I, yeah, that was pretty bad. It cost me. I did all right with uh, on DK with a Kyler stack, which was good enough. You know, it wasn't great, but good enough to to cash. But I got, I got smashed on Yahoo because of that one decision, that one v one. Whatever. This week, getting it all back. And then some. How'd you do? I had a good week. I uh, had a single entry build that did well. Cashed in the 2K, cashed in the 444. 
uh, did well in MME. So yeah, had a good positive plus EV week overall. Uh, it was a plus weird e plus EV or plus money. Plus money. I I okay. so I basically went double tight end. I was like Goddard and uh, Kate Otten worked out that way, getting the yeah, savings. Yeah. Just kind of flipped the construction a little. Yep. Nice. Uh, let's keep the momentum rolling this week. This week we've got 11 games, you know, one short of a game here because we do have some teams on by. We have two games uh, north of 50-point totals. We've got Buffalo minus three at the Chiefs in kind of the marquee game of the week, the late the late hammer, 53-and-a-half-point total. Um, and then the other uh, highest total is also in the late uh, 4 o'clock set of games with Arizona minus two-and-a-half at Seattle. Uh, Seattle is just – their defense has just been atrocious. And, you know, they've – Geno Smith has been uh, – Awesome. I mean, I just have to say it. I never expected it at this this uh, week six. Uh, Geno Smith would be a thing. I guess it just proves that the Blitz knows all. The Blitz has been on Geno every week, so Blitz Blitz knows all, and uh, we know nothing. But um, got to give it up to him. Um, and then, uh, other than that, it, the games kind of drop off to where the next next highest is forty five and a half point total. We got a little. Package of those. We've got four four pack of those. Minnesota minus three at Miami Dolphins. Um, then we have Baltimore minus three and a half at the Giants with a 45 and a half point total. The Jets at Green Bay. Green Bay seven and a half point favorites with a 45 and a half point total. And then uh, Tampa, Tom Brady uh, minus eight and a half points at Pitt uh, with a 45 total. And then we just have uh, a bunch of games. But um, we do have some plays. We do have some injuries. We do have stuff that opened up. But um, big picture, how's it how's it looking to you? Yeah, the value running backs are going to be the theme of the week. For me, it's like you play the value, you spend up to the good plays, and that's pretty much the slate. Yeah, there's a ton of running back plays, and we'll get into that in a second, um, all in that 5 to 6K kind of range. And, you know, Benjamin is now – Certainly a thing um, as the cheapest of the bunch. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. So what I always like to do is start off the show. I like to look at the Blitz most plays, which this week, you know, uh, not surprised to see Buffalo at Kansas City as the most plays. Um, KC games have averaged the second most points. Uh, KC's also um, haven't been so great against the pass. You know, and Buffalo is certainly just, you know, all, all systems go here this year. Josh Allen's just amazing. This, you know, if this game is anything like their playoff game or their last few games that they've played, then uh, we should have a ton of fantasy points to go around in that one. Um, next, Cardi has Tampa Bay at Pitt as the next uh, most plays. And then uh, Jacksonville, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts, surprisingly, for number three. I always cross-check that with Dorman snaps and pace over from establish the run. Uh, they have uh, up and pace for the Bills at Kansas City, up and pace for Arizona at Seattle, up and base, up and pace for Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. So those are kind of the, the games that I always like to kind of key in on first and then, uh, you know, break down the chalk here and then uh, deviate some plays. But let's uh, start right to it with the running back position. Um, this is where the value, there's value galore. So, Right off the bat, from a, a chalk standpoint, you know, Benjamin, you know, with uh, James Conner out, uh, Daryl Williams out, 
Uh, Ward is also out. I mean, it's just Eno Benjamin is pretty much all they got. I think they signed uh, Corey Clement um, to the practice, or the, right? He wasn't even on the practice squad. I don't think. I don't. I, mean, I don't even know where. He, but he's uh, Philly's old old running back. We're certainly familiar with the name, but um, can't imagine he's going to do much. So is you know Benjamin should be in line for a massive amount of uh, snaps, uh, good volume. Uh, it's a great matchup. A uh, great game, you know, environment with the Arizona at Seattle with the the high total. Uh, Seattle's twenty fourth in DVOA versus the run. You can basically their their defense has been atrocious, both angles. So, um, Seattle thirty second in rushing yards per game allowed, uh, third most receiving yards to running backs. So, I mean, forty six hundred. I mean, how do how do we fade this guy? We're, and then. Uh, and then we'll also talk about Ramondre Stevenson, who we both of us are very familiar. Um, yeah, that's where I got hurt last week. I played both New York. I played, uh, I mean, both uh, New England uh, running backs in the same lineup. I said on the show that we were gonna, I was gonna do that on our on our Grinders Live, and unfortunately, uh, Harris got hurt. I did call the Pats defense out, uh, which I correlated with it, and that was great until it didn't really matter because the Cowboys did the same thing. So. The, the chalk the chalk got there were you the were you on the chalk cowboys yeah i was on the chalk i like it's tough not to be right at 2500 with the defense as the line it has and then the way they turn the ball over i just obviously they got the touchdown early but it just i so i'm starting to come around to just like not xing chalk pretty much like just letting it hit if it hits so i'm building like 500 teams anyway so i don't really what I really think about is like how I'm going to play it and differentiating it and stuff like that. Yep. Um, all right. So what are your thoughts on Eno Benjamin? What are your thoughts on Ramondre Stevenson? I mean, Stevenson looks like a smash. I mean, he's going to be, I mean, we know what new England's doing. They're just going to run, run, run. They're set up to great offensive line is set up to run. Um, Cleveland dead last 32nd DVOA versus a run. Ramondre wants uh Harris went down last week. He had 90% of the snaps, 27 touches. We know he's effective. He's a, he's a great runner. We've always known that. Uh, he's third in yards after contact per rush. He's pro football focuses. Third graded rusher. Um, we've been saying it each week that the, he's the talent on this New England team. We're Pats fans. We know this. This is what we always thought. He's also electric in the passing game, but now he gets the whole show. So this is exactly what we wanted. Unfortunately, we don't want him at 40-plus percent owned. But um, so how are you ta- tackling those two pieces to start? And then what are some of the other plays you're looking at? Yeah, so I actually don't think Ramondre is going to be as highly owned as he was going to be relative to the Cam Akers news with Darrell Henderson becoming chalky. Henderson, Walker, Eno Benjamin, like I think those guys and Ramondre, you just make a group at most two pretty much. Eno seems like if I had to rank them, he'd be the one that I'd be the most comfortable with. I think people are like, oh my god, I'm I'm the most comfortable with Ramondre. So, I I thought that too. Like, I don't mind Ramondre. I think he's a good play. I just think at 4600, it's like you just take it right. Both of those team totals moved up two points since the start of the week. So, I don't know. Eno seems like you're gonna want him in higher stake stuff, and then he's just like the linchpin. Um, That sounds very scary to say that. I'm going to be putting a lot of emphasis on Eno Benjamin, but I don't know. I don't mind it, like, for the price tag. Henderson at 5-1. Everyone hates Daryl Henderson. I like Daryl Henderson. I actually think he's 
okay. Um, so I don't mind playing him. Uh, Kenneth Walker, that's where I'd have some skepticism, right? Like the two, what, Metcalf and Lockett are going to pop pretty hard in projections. Kenneth Walker is a rookie. Uh, he's 5.4K. Like I'd rather just go to Ramondre there. I'd probably put Ramondre in front of Kenneth Walker for me. Uh, but I'm going to be playing all these guys, but I think the key rule is at most two uh, when you're using the opt-out. Yeah, uh, I would consider even maybe at most one, but I haven't made up my mind yet. But um, I mean, they're all they're all good plays. Like the like we didn't we're not like these are strong. Well, Kenneth Walker, um, he's probably my least favorite to be honest with you. Yeah, um, he's gonna be the cash game guy. Like it's I don't think it's gonna be Ramondre unless you can get value and people move down to like a Gentry or not and a tight end or Hayden Hurst when they go to Ramondre maybe. I mean, I, I just I, I can't envision a world where you don't play Ramondre in this. So I, I was assuming he was going to be chalk, but maybe I'm I'm off on my read. And maybe I mean, is Daryl Henderson really going to affect it that much? I mean, he was going to be massive chalk. They hired. They basically got brought Malcolm Brown off the street, so he's obviously familiar with the Rams. So there, you can poke holes in it. Like he's he's going to see work on like passing downs. He's five one. I. For me, like I'd put Ramondre ahead of Kenneth Walker personally. Uh, I, I think Ramondre is a good play either way, but I just don't think he's going to be as highly owned as he was prior to the Acres news. Um, all right, Kenneth Walker. So everyone's assuming he's going to smash. It's against Arizona. The thing is, is Arizona is so bad in the passing game. They've been somewhat decent in the run, yeah, from a DVOA standpoint, but they still. Um, they're still 26 in ex- explosive run rate allowed, which is bad. So they're letting up the, the big plays. Um, I don't know. Um, Seattle, I mean, he does have great, really good, you know, metrics. Kenneth Walker, I, I believe in him as a talent. I, you know, I was into him when we were drafting best ball and whatnot and stuff like that. But Seattle game has just been more passing. They're, they're, they've been the forced fourth worst backfield for fantasy points on the season. Um, and this, this is a game with the two worst coverage units, right. For, for, from a passing standpoint. So if, if this game just, I get it, like the opportunities there for sure. Right. In a high total game, but I just would much rather just slant jam this passing attack in with uh locket and Metcalf and just uh, not play Walker, but that's just the way I'm leaning at this point. But other than that, we have like so many more other good plays too. So we have other ways to get different. I mean, Bruce I Hall feel similar, similarly to you, like Kenneth, Kenneth Walker over Ramondre. Like I'd rather Ramondre. Yep. For the 600 more. Yeah. And Brees Hall's been ridiculous. You know, 30 points, fantasy points in his last game, you know, 18 rushing attempts, 97 yards. Uh, did get two. He had a hundred yards in receiving yards against Miami, yeah, uh, which is just crazy to me. But you know, the only thing is, is that the Michael Carter with the vulture touchdowns. But I, the way I look at it is, is like the it keeps getting more and more in Brees Hall's favor. Um, he does have more red zone opportunities than Michael Carter. It's just Michael Carter's gotten touchdowns, so it's just kind of dumb luck. If he throw those touchdowns on top of what he's already done, he'd be like the biggest smash this season. So um, Green Bay is a great matchup. 
uh, for him. They're 30th in DVOA versus the run, 27th in explosive run rate allowed. Um, there's just a, a lot a lot of good stuff to say about Brees Hall in this game. Um, there was also plenty of other options. We also have Alvin Kamara, who looked really good. Um, I liked him a lot, and a lot of people didn't like him last week. Um, you know, the crazy thing is, is he didn't get any touchdowns, and he scored 27 fantasy points. He looked like, you know, he keeps getting vultured by Taysom, who, who that threat is still there this week for sure. But, um, I, I mean, at any time you can get him in at this price range, and certainly with the usage, 23 rushing attempts, six targets, six receptions. We know how electric he is. Um in the dome against Cincinnati, this could be a good game. So like that. And then, uh, and then we didn't even talk about Saquon, who's going to be the easy bring back if you want to play Lamar and, uh, and, and Andrews together. But what are your thoughts on like Saquon Hall, Camara, kind of those guys? Yeah. Brees Hall at five, eight. I don't mind. Like if you think about it, what's the best defense versus Aaron Rodgers to run the football. So you get a talent like Hall, you kind of want to use him in that situation. He's not going to be chalky relative to these other running backs. A.J. Dillon, 5'6", on the other side of that game. Like, everyone's hopping on the Aaron Jones bandwagon. I could see Dillon just being the being the guy because – Full, full disclosure. Yeah. You're you know, a Dillon guy. You're a, Dil, you're a Dillon guy in general. I'm a, I'm a Dillon guy in general. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm a Dillon that. guy in general. Uh, should have pointed that out. J.K. Dobbins. 5-5, five, five. Giants Rundy isn't – I'm pretty sure the – do you have a DVOA for Giants Rundy? Yeah, I'll get that for you. Um, I don't think they're great. Like, I, I wouldn't mind Dobbins, especially if you're playing like twenty twenty first. 21st. Yeah, I don't mind Dobbins. 24th in the passing game. Uh, Travis Etienne down at 5K. I feel like there's possibility for a breakout there. Everything's been going up. Seems like he's trending in the right direction. So those are for the cheap guys that I have the most interest in. Uh, then when you go up top, like Singletary, well, it's not even it's basically up to 6K. I think Singletary, these are the games that like Singletary's utilized a ton, so I don't mind him at 5'9". Uh, he's right under Stevenson. Jeff Wilson at 6'2". I don't know. For me, like 6'2 is kind of a hefty tag to play. Pay, to play Wilson, I feel like Debo could see more carries this week. It could just change. Kamara, like you said, the four TD, the the he Taysom got him for four touchdowns or three touchdowns, and he threw for one. So, but at sixty seven hundred, he put up twenty seven points. This Bengals offensive line, defensive line is completely banged up. I think they lost their best like run stuffer. So I think he makes a ton of sense. Joe Mixon on the other side. I can't play Joe Mixon. Six nine is cheap for everything that he does, but I just can't. I just can't do it. Fournette, ten targets last week. I think that this game's like kind of sneaky, uh, just because the pa- the passing rate over expectation probably for both these teams is going to be pretty high. It is for Tampa Bay, and we just saw Pitt throw the ball as much as they did. Fournette's going to be utilized in the passing game. I, I wonder if Fournette's going to, like, lose. I think he was going to be chalky prior to all this Akers news. Maybe he comes down a little. Uh, you hit on Barkley. I think he's a great run, run back for, like, Lamar teams. Lamar team's going to be low-owned. I feel like a lot of sharper, sharper players are going to go 
with Lamar and play Barkley as the run back. Uh, JT, if he plays, if Naeem Hines hits, well, either way, like AK is too cheap. I think he's in a really good spot. I think that's a game a lot of people are going to try to target uh, for tournament upside. I don't mind it. I don't mind JT at all. But I really like CMC this week. Like, I think this is the CMC week. I know they're going up against the Rams. I know it's P.J. Walker. The way you beat the Rams, you run the football at Aaron Donald. I think they're going to do a lot of that. He's going to catch a lot of passes. 8,300 is super cheap for CMC on a PBR site. I just think like this is going to be a great week for Christian McCaffrey. Skipped over Nick Chubb going against the Pats. I, I actually think Chubb's a good play. I'm going to pat my back for, for really touting uh, Nick Chubb pretty hard last week. Uh, he, yeah. he, he smashed as delivered, but um, unfortunately that just there was a lot of other smashes too. Yeah, he was a good piece. For Mondre. He's, he's always a good player, right? Like, I don't mind. It's it's a, Can you play Chubb and Ramondre together? I would say so. I think that Patriots stack, like, no one's going to play Myers. I wouldn't be playing uh, Zappi, but if you're playing Ramondre and want to play him differently, play Zappi, uh, Ramondre, Myers, and Chubb as the run back. I don't know. I think you're getting too crazy there with it. That total can't be high at all. I would probably stay away, but I'm just brainstorming, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah pretty you, much it. CMC is my guy. I think this is a CMC week. You you hit on a lot. Um, and, you know, Jeff Wilson, I just don't see the – like we needed him last week. I just don't – there's just too many – too much, you know, too much more – too many more plays in, in that yeah. same range, even for a little cheaper that I think have more upside because they're more included in the passing game. Um so the the thing that you did hit on, you know, is the pass rate over expectation for for the Bucks. They're twenty three percent and eighteen percent pass rate over expectations in Week Four and Week Five, and that's first and second in, in the league in, in each week. Um, and I mean, it's that's it's pretty easy to figure out. I mean, it's just their weapons are healthier these last two weeks, right? Like Godwin's rolling, Mike Evans is rolling, so. Um, they utilized Lenny in the passing game. So the thing that was our worry uh, last week was about White stealing uh, a bunch of work, making more of a split. And you know what? He did. It's the, they, he went, it was a 60-40 split, you know, in snaps. But uh, Fournette got, the, got 10 targets from Brady. And, and we just – you can't discount that role, right? Because, you know, Brady has always used his passing running backs. And so um, – Burnett is is definitely that piece. We thought maybe they, you know, would lean off of him a little bit to keep him healthy. And and the snaps are, I mean, there he is getting his snaps eat into, but the, the role is just so valuable that it just shows what he can do. I mean, 36 fantasy points last week was just ridiculous. If you didn't have them, you were, you were definitely upset. Um there's one uh, there's one other I had. Uh obviously Clyde Edwards Hilaire in that game the Bills Chiefs but McKinnon just looks like he's the guy for whatever reason like I feel like in a game like this McKinnon's gonna be more they, they're gonna like I don't know well, so be, it's in games have, where they're trailing right yeah right? games where they're trailing and then like tighter games and I we just, just saw like, that they Which, they trust him so much more it seems like or Mahomes trusts him and he just gets the job done so at 4,700, he's right above, you know, Benjamin. Not like I, I don't think I'd pivot off, you know, but it's still, he's still very cheap, and this game's the highest, he's in the highest total game of the slate. 
Be more uh, open, large field play. I mean, so he's going to get extremely, extremely low ownership. Yeah, in the not- in the marquee game, but the thing is, so he looked really good. He didn't do a ton of production, but the, we, what we saw, what we got the game script right for him, where yeah. the Chiefs were actually trailing. What were they down? Like seventeen points. Uh, yeah, they were down a good bit, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and so then it just became the McKinnon show. Normally, we don't, you know, it's usually the they're out to a, a big lead, um, you know. But if this is a game, if there's a game that they theoretically should be trailing in it's probably against the bills right like and and their bills are actually favored in this game you know in kc so uh, i'm with you i think mckinnon looked good i worry about like the total upside um but uh then again you know kelsey had every touchdown in that game you throw one extra touchdown on there for for mckinnon if he if he got in then it would be a, a different story and so uh, he was targeted near the goal line too. Like he threw him. There was a pass that got batted down. That was going to be a touchdown for McKinnon if he catches it. I mean, you can play that game a lot of different ways. Um, yeah. Like I and I, I like your I like you saying single Terry. Like we saw that one game against Miami where he had eleven targets, um, nine catches for seventy eight yards. Um, you know, this, this could be a, a game or they, they need him in the, in the passing game and, you know, no one's going to play him. So that would be interesting. Would you play him with, like, would you get real different and just actually play him with uh, Josh Allen? Or is that just uh, too hot being too I hard? think you could play him with Josh Allen. Like maybe his ceiling with all these value running backs, maybe his and like the ceilings that they potentially have, maybe his ceilings kind of capped relative to those guys, but he's still in the highest hole game. We have seen Allen in situations like this utilize him, especially tight games. Uh, he becomes the guy pretty much. So I don't, I don't, I don't mind uh, getting to Singletary with Allen. Um, who else? Anyone? I mean, we've said a lot here. The thing I, I worry about JK Dobbins, I know you mentioned him, but like, that you like he only got eight rushing attempts. He only got eight, really? Yeah, against the, against the Bengals. Um, let me pull up his snap rate too. I mean, it, so it's like they're probably just trying to keep him, you know, healthy. Yeah. But it's like you know, I, it's just a, it's tough to trust it. I get it for GPPs. Like you know, we know the kind of talent he is, and I'm sure that's what you're thinking here. But yeah, he only had forty percent of the snaps last week. Yeah, I don't love that. I didn't realize he got. Those carries were as down. Yeah, as they were down. using Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake got forty percent, forty-two percent snap out snapped him. Why are they? Why are they doing this? Just let him play at this point. You have six different running backs. I like, know it's it's crazy. And then Lamar. you and you have and you have the best runner in the league in in Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So it's just it's tough. They do a lot of weird stuff. Yep. Um, what else am I missing? So. On the high end, Jonathan Taylor, if he's he's questionable, um, I know you. We talked a little bit before show. Um, you know, you think he's going to play? I do think he's going to play, but at least it, it did sound like that there he is genuinely questionable. But if he's good to go, um, I don't think he's. I think people are going to be sleeping on him. He'll get a little action, but not much. Not and certainly if like Naheem Hines is out again after that concussion, which. Man, that crushed my soul on whatever showdown that was when it was like, because, oh, I got, because of my freaking 
freaking son was crying right before I was uploading. Uh, I had to calm him down. I went back to upload all my lineups and showdown. I got I missed it by one second. I got stuck with a 150 50 train and in showdown, which is the worst. And then it was all uh, Naheem Hines anyway. So it was like I even the min cash was out of play once that happened. That you know the first play I look up on, he's you know he was his movement was just. That's another awesome. big thing. Scary, scary to watch. These guys that we're rostering, like if they're concussion prone, are they? I think we said it like about Bridgewater last week. Like I forgot someone brought up playing Miami, and I was just like, Bridgewater's going to leave that game at some point. So I just don't. I wouldn't want to touch it. When he left, I don't even think he should have left the game, but because of the situation with the concussions and stuff, they just pulled him. Uh, so a lot of people play that Miami stack or Stone Dead. Um, Dalvin Cook looked good last week, but the the worries part there was against the Bears, um, and he only got two targets, two receptions. So he's just not running the same routes and utilizing the passing game that he has been in years past, and that might be just uh, variance at this point. But it also may be maybe a, a direct, you know, what the the team is trying to hold him back, you know, and make sure he stays healthy and whatnot, taking that off of his plate. So I don't really know. Um, but I do have interest in him. I know no one's going to really play him. It's not the, the greatest of all matchups here, but if I can get Dalvin Cook at like 7,500, which is kind of reasonable in a game, which I think could go off this Minnesota-Miami game. Um, obviously, we're, we're missing uh, – we're in a, in a tough quarterback situation, but he looked pretty good, did uh, Skylar Thompson – in that game. I don't know. He, he didn't put up good numbers or anything, but like, I thought he looked competent. Um, and you got the two, you know, another week of practice, you got the two best yard after the catch receivers who were banged up, you know, last week, but uh, are both, uh, I think they're off the injury report, both of them, this, this final one here for Tyreek and Waddle. So they're both ready to go. Um, I definitely like Justin Jefferson. So um I don't know. It's just uh, I have some interest in Dalvin Cook at that that price tag and that ownership. Yeah, I'm always like skittish about playing these guys going into Miami or teams going to Miami, especially teams going to Miami from like New England or Minnesota for that matter. Just because it's like Las Vegas to them. It's like Las Vegas, pretty much, and you never know if guys are out partying or however it's going to go. Uh, but yeah, I don't hate the Dalvin call. That game could would have been like I feel like extremely would have been like I feel like a lot of people would have tried to get on that game if there was a competent quarterback outside of Skyler there because Minnesota secondary really can't cover receivers, and then you have two burners like Tyreek and Waddle. Just seems like a nightmare matchup. Yeah. Um... Mostert looks pretty good. You know, he's certainly he, – he, He's pulling away. It seems like he's going to be oh, – he's, he's, he's pulled away. Yeah. It, it's his, right? Unless, unless like, things – you know, funny things happen and they change from week to week. But all indications are that it's it's his backfield. And, you know, it's the, the Shanahan system. Um, so – he and I, I've always liked Mostert. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. But as long as he's healthy – um, I think he's kind of a beast, and uh, I think he looks awesome. So I'm on board with playing him at that price. So we just have too many plays is what 
you know, we've, there's just a ton here. So you got to be, you got to hit running back this week, right? Like if, this is really important. So, cause you're going to have, we've got these low prices on these guys with monster workloads. And then that will take away from some of the high end plays like who could separate, right? Like Saquon Camara, these guys could Jonathan Taylor, these guys could absolutely crush Ramondre, you know, Benjamin, Kenneth Walker, and none of us would be shocked whatsoever. But if they fail, I mean, you're dead, right? Like, yeah. Um, I think you made a really good call on Mostert. Like, if he breaks one, it's completely gone versus that secondary. Like, they have the slowest corners in the league, slowest safeties, and like, they're not going to be catching him. He has that speed too, where it's like good night if he gets good, going. Good matchup from both angles too. Uh, Minnesota's 26th in uh, passing DVOA, but they're 22nd in rushing DVOA, but definitely a good matchup for both sides. Um, all right. Anyone else I'm missing here or that you're going to, you're going to be uh, including in your pool that we haven't talked about. I think we hit on everyone. Uh, do you have any thoughts on CMC or you prefer Taylor? I don't know. I really don't. I I'm scared of them, them being just awful this week um, with uh, PJ Walker. Um, so and I and there's so many other plays that I like. I get it, like the old Christian McCaffrey, who still is is Christian. It's the same Christian McCaffrey. It's just a tougher situation. But I mean, he's never had a good situation. But and he's rattled off two solid games in back to back weeks. Um, got 12 targets last week against San Francisco in a tough matchup. So yeah, I, I get it. It's just my. I it's just I like too many. All right, like I like Saquon. You know, the thing I like about Saquon is that. I kind of, you know, for some reason the Giants are playing everybody competitive. So okay, I gotta I gotta accept that. Right. And you know, the Ravens games can go off absolutely. And Baltimore is the second allowed the second most uh receptions to running backs and fifth most receiving yards to run, running backs. So that just like fits perfectly for Saquon yeah. in a big PPR game. So if if the Giants can if they can play this game right. And Baltimore, you know, Baltimore scores like we think they should be able to score, and uh, Saquon could just get peppered in a come from behind mode here. And yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's a good call. Yeah, I like Duvernay, Andrew, yeah. Lamar. So I think that like game stack in general is very interesting. So long story short, I'm going to need to be sold. I'm going to need to come to grips with you know playing CMC on the road in LA. Um, I still think the the Ram defense is pretty good. Um, and I think PJ Walker, this is a tough spot for PJ Walker. You know, I just, I, maybe he'll shock me and they'll, they'll be better. I mean, you can't be much worse than Baker. <laughs> I think the industry narrative is he's absolutely horrendous. And I think he's probably more competent than Baker. Like he can manage the game. He's a, he's a game manager, right? He's going to get hit. Like he's going to get sacked. That D line's going to get to him, but, if they're playing from behind, maybe they settle into a zone a little bit. He can kind of move the ball enough to where I, I don't have an issue rostering McCaffrey. I would have more of an issue rostering PJ Walker and McCaffrey. Wouldn't do that, but I don't. I think McCaffrey's still in play for that reason. All right, noted. I will, I'll let you convince me more by Sun on Sunday morning, and then uh, I'll throw them in when I start building. All right. Um, let's uh, move that over to 
quarterback. Uh, we're just going to try to make this show a lot uh, less lengthy since it's only two of us this week. Um, QBs, right? So we've got we've got we've got some good plays. We've got some heavy hitters. Like it's worth prioritizing. I mean, so Josh Allen, eighty-two hundred in the marquee game, going to be chalky, but how chalky? I'm not so sure. Um, to the point that it will matter too much. I mean, you know, I mean, it, this is the game with the massive total. Uh, Josh Allen is first in passing yards, second in passing TDs, fourth in QB rushing yards, uh, has averaged 40 fantasy points in the last two meetings with KC. You know, had a sick game last year in the playoffs. Um, I mean, when I'm looking up, the, their their last two like if you can give me a forty burger if they, if this game plays out like the last two games did, then God I mean you're gonna want Josh Allen, um so I mean who care everyone knows he he's the man so that's an easy play and it's easy pairing him with Diggs Gabe Gabe Davis nuked us I know I didn't have enough I didn't have any barely any actually uh, of him I wish I had it. Um, I know you were you were tilting that on uh, Sunday morning too. I mean, it was just the first one. Then the second one came. It was like, good night. We said it on the Thursday show, and we said it on the Sunday show. Like, play Gabe Davis this week. It's coming. And I was trying to force him in, and didn't get enough of him. Like, didn't get him where I wanted him. Um. Other than that, the other big dog here is probably. Kyler Murray for a little bit cheaper. I mean, there's Lamar 8,100. It's probably not the highest ceiling spot against the Giants here, but it might very well be. I mean, that this game could pop off. Um, 8,100 certainly is is a Lamar is never a bad play. Nobody has the rushing upside like he does. Um, other than that, Kyle, I'm 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 sticking with Kyler. I played Kyler last week. Um, I'm getting on board. Um, I'm Definitely waiting for – can't wait for till DeAndre Hopkins is back. But like I said, he's starting to run. So he had the 12 rushing attempts the week two weeks ago against Carolina. He had just four, but he did run for 42 yards. So like he's – and then that was a tough, tough game um, against the Eagles. And the Eagles are a good D. Um, so I'm just – you know, and, and Rondell Moore is starting to look more competent. Um, Mark Hollywood Brown is, is his go-to Zach Ertz is, is going to be Zach Ertz. He's going to catch some balls probably in the, in the red zone too, the red zone opportunity. But I just think Kyler's going to keep getting better as this offense gets healthy. And they're, this is like the other marquee game. These are the two worst, um, you know, secondaries, you know, going at it here. So the, I mean, this game could absolutely go nuclear. I know it's, it's, it's right, you know, it, it kind of feels like chasing a little bit because I mean, we just saw obviously everyone's all over this game after just you had to have it last week, you know, with uh, with uh, Seattle and the Geno and uh, and Lockett, they just they just went nuclear. But um, I mean, these defenses are both atrocious for for the passing game. So how how can you not like a little Kyler at least, you know? And I don't think he won't get played enough in my opinion because people no. are still still sour on him. And he knows also chalk, right? Like he's not going to get played enough for that reason. Like people aren't going to want to. Maybe if it's a way to differentiate, you know, the thing is, like you take Connor out of there, he's he might be the primary runner this week. Like maybe we see those attempts tick up. So 
I don't mind Kyler. I think Kyler is a super sharp call uh, personally in that game. Yeah, I'm playing them, so let's let's get it. Um, Tom Brady is there, 6,300 um, in a game against Pitt, and this is the same thing like uh, chasing from last week. But we just saw what Josh Allen did against Pitt, and basically uh, a blowout and 30, you know, put up 39 fantasy points. Um, Tom Brady is passing, you know, doesn't have that rushing upside that Josh Allen has, but does have the passing upside. I feel like they took their foot off the gas and made that game a lot more competitive than it needed to be against the the Falcons last week. And, you know, so maybe that's going to be in the back of their heads and they're going to keep it on full throttle if things are going their way and they're having their way with Pitt, who's certainly looked like a very vulnerable defense. So, and, and all of his weapons are getting healthier. I don't know what, if Julio is going to be back or not, but really it just comes down to having all he needs is Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Leonard Fournette and Brady will be just fine, in my opinion. Um, certainly, certainly in this matchup. And Pitt is 30th in passing yards allowed per game. So, uh, yeah, I like some Brady here. His, his price is different. You just don't get that rushing upside. That, that you know, it just feels better when you got Allen, when you got Lamar, you got Kyler. Just knowing that you can get there with like a couple of uh, rushing TDs. But uh, what yeah, do you, what do you, what I'm do you with you. Like, I like Brady for all the same reasons that you do. Throws the ball a ton. Godwin's in that same range, range as like Lockett. Um, he's going to be relatively chalky. Christian Kirk, who I would imagine, is going to be relatively chalky. So don't mind going to him. He did see like a downgrade in, ter- in terms of like his overall playing time last week. I think it was his usage or something was a little bit decreased, maybe because Gage is there and they're still kind of weaning them back and they just probably didn't even care that they needed him that much. Uh, he was obviously chalk last week. He busted for a lot of people. And like Brady, this Pittsburgh team's in a blitz. He's going to carve them. So for that reason, I like Brady. Like Kyler for all the reasons previously stated, Mahomes is not going to be owned, which is kind of crazy to me in that, in that basically with the total in that game. But Buffalo D, Buffalo's D has been pretty stingy. But, like, Mahomes-Kelsey, it's pretty easy. Like, just play it uh, when you can, especially if you're going to get them at low ownership. Uh, yeah, the thing about the Buffalo D is they're getting healthier. And yeah. so, like, they're getting back to full strength, and they're a great D there. But the thing is, you look at the playoff game last year that we just talked about with Josh Allen, right? Mahomes outscored him, 43 fantasy points. Obviously, yeah. we don't have Tyreek anymore, but he's got weapons. I mean, he's coming off of a 30-point fantasy game against the – the Raiders just the other night um, where he had 43 passing attempts. Like he's going to be, he's going to have the opportunity to put up crazy numbers this game. I mean, I don't think they get blown out or anything like that. If this game is competitive and both sides are going off, they both can run this, run this game up. And that's what we're looking for. And so if Mahomes is only going to be a quarter or a half of the ownership of, of Allen, then man, give me Mahomes all day. Yeah, I think Mahomes is a good play. I do wonder about Buffalo's defense, though. They kind of stifled Lamar because they play that zone. But Mahomes can – he's not a running quarterback. Like, he's – he gets his he gets his most of his points through the air. So, I don't know. I think I think at low ownership, he's a fine play. So, like, do you think this game is going to be close? Like, my honest opinion? Yeah. I, for the ownership, I – I would play Mahomes, but I think Buffalo could could roll them. 
you think they're going to wax them? Yeah. Okay, because I'm thinking that if this game stays close, then Mahomes is just as good of a play as Josh Allen, and I think I, I don't see why they can't. They're just a small dog at home. Um, they're only and, 200 separated by – it's 8,200 and 8K, right? Yeah. So you're eliminating, I don't know, the rushing equity for Allen. I well, think. Mahomes has four rushes in each of his last three games. Okay. Um, not I and mean, he's not obviously he's not the same rush rusher I get it but he he's he's mobile like I I like he has that in him it's just like they don't do like it this, enough. he might be more willing right yeah um, uh, who was it so we talked yeah Josh Allen everyone's gonna play out this week he's a great play don't have to go into really why it's a fantastic play like play Josh Allen when you can uh Stafford I think is kind of interesting uh, like if Higby's chalky, <laughs> if Cup's chalky, <laughs> play some Stafford. I don't think the Panthers are going to get much of a pass rush, and that's kind of been his uh, Achilles heel recently is like the Rams have no offensive line. Uh, so if you want to get up to Cup with all this value, I think it's doable. I think Cup's going to gain more steam as the weekend kind of rolls. I could be wrong, though. Um, Pickens, can we play Pickens? He threw the ball 50 times in Buffalo. Like if, if Brady's gonna throw it fifty times on the other side of that, pick it, pick it not picking, sorry, pick it, pick it. The receiver's pickings, correct? Yeah, you can you can play them both. You can play them both. I would say that they're both in play um, as a stack, but I like Pickett. I think he's good. He has he runs a little bit. I don't know if Tampa plays zone or man. If they play man, like I think that's there's more reasoning to play Pickett because he can use his legs a little bit. Um and then he's going to throw it as much as he's going to throw it. They're good running back options. So what are you what are you doing with Geno Smith? Yeah, Geno's going to pop everywhere. He's fine. Like he looks like he's a stud out there. I I just I don't. It's still Geno to me, but I feel like I'd rather play the Kyler side and just take pieces. I don't know, but Geno looks good. So that's the other Pro, side of it. Pro Football focuses. Number one highest graded passer is Geno Smith, which is crazy. Um, and I, so, like, I always thought he was like more, I, I always thought he was adequate. Like, when he came in last year, he wasn't horrendous. Um, I don't know, it's nuts, but he does save you, it, it does allow for like the higher end um, running back builds. Like, if you wanted to use yeah. Chubb, McCaffrey. Um, Jonathan Taylor, if he plays, which, you know, these guys have monster ceilings when things go right. So it does allow for that. And, you know, it's the second highest total on the board right under the thing, right under the Josh Allen, uh, Buffalo Bills and uh, Mahomes. So, I mean, I ha I have to, like, get on board. I get, Like, I have to mentally prepare myself to play more. The Blitz has been all over it. I've been, like – thinking to myself, I know better, you know, I, I'm, and I and guess that's make it on. Yeah. it's a mistake. And maybe I'm jumping on. I, he, he looked so damn good against new Orleans. Some of those throws he made were just ridiculous. Um, he's got the two stud weapons there, you know, with Lockett and Metcalf. So I'm on board for 5,700. I don't like, he's hitting his action model. Like if you X Allen, he's coming out. But that's the thing is, like, I want to use him differently. Like, 
everyone's still going to play Ramondre, still going to play Eno Benjamin. I want to use him to try to get up and play those high-end running backs and make some yeah. different builds here is the way that I, I would do that with Geno. There are two other – three other quarterbacks, I think, that are playing. Burrow, uh, Saints are missing a Lattimore. They're missing someone else on defense. So Burrow to Chase is going to be popular for higher stakes guys and just people in general, I would imagine, uh, versus the banged-up Saints. And then Trevor Lawrence – that game in the dome and Indy, like he's, both sides, I think you're fine. He's, he's dead to me. He's dead to you? Yeah. Well, you played him play, last week. I played yeah. him so heavy last week. And maybe the, maybe you're pot committed at this point. Like, you might have to play it. No, I, I actually said to myself, this is, he sucks. And when I was watching, like, he is so freaking bad. Some of the throws he looked at last week for sure. He looked horrendous. That's um, interesting. And, you know, I gave him a pass with Philly because of the weather. But I can't give – there's nothing – there's no pass I can give him last week. Um, is but there anyone I know, else? Are you thinking about any other – The only guy? other guy would be Kirk Cousins, but the only reason there is just because I want to – I just want to play Jefferson. You know what I mean? And I don't even need him to play, but it would just make, just make sense for the stacks in that game. But yeah. it's not anything that – like, I think you – there's so many of these good high end plays here that you just stay in this range. Um, not don't try to get too different at quarterback this week. Makes get different at like running back at wide receiver, places like that. Um, we can't play Taysom, right? No, Thirty-seven fantasy points. I can, just, dude. No, just craziness. Absolutely crazy. crazy score on that four forty-four. I wouldn't have like wanted or anything. I'd probably like. Top 15, top 10, I don't know, in that range. Sucks. Um, you probably do right. a lot of people that excuse Chalky. I got to – he's too – so I like I immediately look to Yahoo and see if I want to use him at tight end, but he, he's he's too expensive. He's in play, though, actually, over there still, but I, I don't think it's a great play. I think he could – I mean, it would um, – why, why wouldn't they just – I mean, Dalton has to. It has to help with Dalton again. Um, why wouldn't they just continue to keep using him in these these ways? I don't know why he isn't the quarterback at this point. Like, just let him play, dude. Like, there's worse quarterbacks in the league than Skyler Thompson starting tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move it on over to wide receiver. All right. Uh, so the for, we're gonna have to talk about Tyler Lockett, how to handle this because he's. What did he get? What did he did he even get a price increase? He was uh no, he didn't. DK has been him, Allen, bunch. He of got guys. a price decrease. Yeah, after a thirty fantasy point game against New Orleans, comes in with a better matchup this week in like the marquee game, and he got a price decrease. I I don't get it. How how does that happen? How I don't. What is I the justification? Personally. Hmm. I think he's trappy personally, like Metcalf's popping, Kenneth. Well, all these Seahawks are popping. That's what like makes me a little worried about Gina. Like this whole team's popping. I get their totals great. It's moved up two points. This game's great game environment. I don't know. Can we get away from Lockett? Like I feel like I'd play Lockett under the field. Yeah. So uh, you look look at it. So he's too cheap. Number one, right? So he's like the perfect definition of a cash play, right? Like. Yeah. High total game. I'm sure he'll be a cash game lock this week. Um, too cheap. He's ninth in air yards per game, 26% target share, all good numbers. 
there's been talk about it doesn't even really matter byron murphy shadowing him but i don't even know if that will will happen and i don't even i don't even know if that would even freaking matter um if he shadowed dk metcalf which would then in theory open up more for lockett but i i i don't really know um the role is there obviously you you could you could pick one uh, you could pick DK Metcalf and roll with that, but they're both going to be kind of chalky, but Metcalf would probably come in like half the ownership close to it. Don't you think? I think it's going to be a DK. I mean, because of the price tag 68 versus 5,600 and Lockett's had more production. Yeah. His tag Metcalf's tag, like people just prefer Lockett and the production. I don't know. I, I might just rather play Metcalf. Yeah. I think for tournaments, that's the way to play. In, turn- in tournaments. Yeah. Cash yeah. are playing Lockett. Um, Steph Diggs should be chalky. Um, so like he's had bad games versus that team previously, but they're kind of utilizing him differently. So I'm all in on Diggs. All in on Diggs. Yeah, he's phenomenal play. Gabe Gabe Davis is going to go off again. You think so? I like Diggs. I I mean, I like them all. I like Isaiah McKenzie. I like. I'm Knox, is Knox ever gonna this seems like it could Knox could be on the end zone this game too. Um yeah, Diggs, you go back to Diggs this week. Fourth in receiving yards, sixth in targets, fifth in air yards, first in TDs, fifth in yards after the catch, second in fantasy points per game. Pro football focuses number three receiving um grade for wide receivers. Uh and if you look at their matchups, uh he's got the ninth best matchup advantage for pro, pro football focus. I always hone in on the top 10. I look over there. Um, so yeah, Diggs is, I mean, Diggs is Diggs, right? Like Allen to Diggs is like always super easy. Um, what's, uh, what's Gabe Davis's ownership going to be like again? Oh, uh, he's not going to be his own as Diggs. He looks, yeah, I mean, he looks like he's going to be, you know, back back a few, for the few years, it would be like everybody would chase Gabe Davis, but they just don't do that anymore. We can chase um, Gabe Davis though. If he's cheap, I mean, if he come if he's coming in under ten percent owned, why wouldn't we? Because he's I, too I think he's going to be around ten percent, but it's still less than Diggs. It's dead. Like you're playing this game every different way. So if you're not playing Gabe Davis, you're doing. And you're, if you're playing Allen and not playing Gabe Davis, you're playing this incorrectly. Yeah. If you're playing um, MME. Yeah. Uh, Rondell Moore, let's talk about the cheapie, 4,200 in that game. I played him last week. I was He was fine. Um, there was there was some left on the table with him. He could have done better. Um, did get eight targets, which was nice. Uh, 68 receiving yards. Didn't, didn't have a touchdown. Um, did a couple of rushing attempts where he just lost yards. But they're, they're looking to utilize him in creative ways. Um, so I like that. Um, and it's, it's just really basically about the matchup here. Like he, they finally have, like, this is finally the, like the Cardinals matchup, like to exploit, right? Like everyone's been down on the Cardinals each and every week. They're getting incrementally better. They're getting incrementally healthier. Um, they still start out, started out rough. I think they started out rough last week. Um, but this is Seattle's D. This is a different story here. So I think there's massive ceiling upside, like all over in this on this side on the Cardinals. Um, I already told you I, I love Kyler, so I'm going right back to that. Um, 
But uh, oh, I think Hollywood, you're talking me into playing Kyler heavy. Let's go. Let's. I mean, I mean, if the only reason would be the the height, right? And it would be if you're a short shamer. That would be the only reason not to play this guy. <laughs> I, I mean, Rondell, you made a good point. Like, he's another guy. Like, they utilize him. He looks like he was being more incorporated in this offense last week, and then. He's a guy that they can give the ball to an end arounds. Like you take Connor out, he can take up some of that rushing. I think the counterpart, Marquise, like Marquise had a great week last week. It could have been an absolute smash week. He dropped like, and it was like an over, like a dig route over the, like behind the linebackers. He completely like just whiffed on it. If he catches that, he's going for like 75 yards. Like there was no one near him. He was gone. So, I don't know. I like Marquise. He's seeing a ton of um, just basically passes in that offense. Don't mind going to him at all uh, on the higher end. Yeah, I, I love Marquise. I mean, what's what's not to like? Just look at the last three games as they've been getting healthier, as they've been getting better. He had 31 fantasy points against the Rams, 17 targets in that game, which was ridiculous. Uh, Carolina, he had 11 targets, um, touchdown in that game, followed it up last week with 10 targets, uh, still was just under 100 yards in each of those last two games, but did have a touchdown in there. But, you know, so just just missed the bonus. Give him another 20 yards in those games, and, and he's off and running. Um, this is certainly the, the matchup to, to play him uh, with uh, Seattle 31st and passing DVOA. I, I mean, it's just – and it's so easy to just do a double stack here with, with uh, Rondell – Hollywood and uh, and Kyler, and then run it back with Metcalf. You could run it back with Metcalf and Lockett, and I'm sure many people will do that. You can run it back. I would probably run it back with just Metcalf would be the way that I would play it. Um, maybe play some Walker on that side, but I, I'd, I'd prefer to stay with the passing games on each side and just hope this game just shoots off. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think uh... – all these pass catchers are very much in play. We Chase is like this is probably going to be the Chase week. I think I don't think it's going to come as a surprise to anyone like who are going to play Chase this week. He's not going to be as high owned as these other guys, but in tournaments, like if you're playing uh, just above like the twenty dollar, you're probably going to there's going to be more allocation of ownership to Chase. Um, yeah, I don't know where what's what's Chase coming in at. Chase is coming in at uh, oh Chase is very low. He's six percent. I get I get high. I don't care where you play Chase. I think you can play if he's going to come in that long. You can just play him at seventy seven hundred. Yeah, and the, the the Saints. You hit on it before. The Saints are the defense is a little banged up right now. So yeah, like everyone's gonna go to Diggs and these other guys. And Higgins and Higgins is a little banged up too. Yeah, Higgins. I think yeah, Higgins is banged up. Is Hurst banged up also? Like I'm pretty I think Hurst might have been, had a Q tag. I, I seen him earlier. Uh so yeah. Chase is Yeah, he he played he got in three limited practices this week. He's uh it's questionable with a groin, but um looks like he's gonna be playing. And uh, he got an uptick with uh, with, with Higgins sidelined, but um, 
I don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm I'm with you with Chase. Why not? If, if he's going to be low owned, absolutely. Give me any of these guys who can break a slate if they're going to be low owned. Where do you think Cup's ownership lands? Do you have any idea? Um, what I'm I seeing think, projected is 15. percent I think sites are coming in under, and he's going to come in way over. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's not hard to get him in. Yeah, it's very easy to get him in. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're gonna, I'd rather I'd just play Cup at that point, right? Yeah, if you have for all sure. That I mean, that dude, guy, dude, like he'd be your, he'd be the guy you want to get to. Dude is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's there's a bunch of good plays here. There's Debo. I'm always Team Debo. Um, didn't have a great week against Carolina. Much better matchup against Atlanta. In the dome seems like a good spot for him. Um, who else? Man, I mean, I looked at like, do you think Ju? What do you think of Juju? He just sucks. He sucks. Yeah. So do you like do you like MVS? I like MVS better. I think MVS looks like he's under projected around the industry. The issue with MVS is I just don't think between the twenties he's great. Inside the twenties, I just don't think he has a ton of touchdown equity. Like he's more of a like move space. So Kelsey or like. Hilaire and McKinnon can run underneath type of guy in that situation. He, so he needs to catch a bomb pretty much. Yeah. He did have eight targets, which was nice in the last game. Um, Mahomes trusts him more than he trusts Juju and Sky. I don't know. Hardman seems like – Hardman was getting looks. I just – I prefer Hardman over Juju. I mean, you got to think Juju's going to see you have a good game one once at least once. Why? What's what's point? I know just because just because of his past. I know he sucks though. He does he does look like a different different receiver. Looks stiff um, out there. So I don't know. I mean, in Kelsey's not going to get four touchdowns every game. I can't believe he got four touchdowns. Like I don't know how you on like, like less than thirty yards or whatever. Your sole purpose should be to stop Kelsey in the red zone versus team. Like I would have eight people on. You wouldn't be he'd be getting hit by everyone. There's no way he should run freely like that. Let all, right, all these other guys be. Christian Kirk took my soul last week. He's gonna be chalky. He is, you think so? Yeah. I I'm showing like ten percent. No, he's gonna that's gonna bump. What are you looking at? The blitz? I got, I got sources. I got sources. I think he's going to go. I do aggregate. Oh, I see. I see where you're looking. Yeah, they're look long. At, their ownership I, is, like, ridiculous. I do ag aggregates from a bunch of different places. Um, right now I'm showing, like, 8 to 10%. Or it has been ridiculously bad. For um, All right. Who are some, like – flyers out there do you have that you or are you just going to try to keep it tight with all quality it's it seems like it's yeah going to be maybe mike evans would be someone different uh some of these pittsburgh guys like, i think they're all in play um i don't think i'm going to go too off the board much at wide receiver like it's going to be pretty much all the guys uh Mike Evans, maybe Marquise. I feel like Marquise is off the board. Like, I don't know. People will probably end up playing him, but he's going to be lower owned than all these other high price receivers in these high total games. I would imagine. 
Yeah, I think I, I, I think I might just go all in with him. I might just he's, go all in with really Kyler. I mean, uh, and it's it's tough that we're not talking about Tyreek Hill at seventy five. We know anything about Skylar Tilley? I didn't watch the game. Uh, he looked decent to my eye, but he didn't do much. It just like he looked. I don't know. It was just a. It was a weird game. But uh, it was and, 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 and Tyreek was Tyreek was hurt. Um, they're both off the injury report. Waddle, you know, Waddle was banged up too. I think this is a. I think anybody could do pretty well with guys with like that to have those kind of weapons. Like they're just yard after the catch monsters. There was a quote of him in the off season. Some reporter asked him like, who does it matter going from a Holmes or Brit or to who's their quarterback, that guy Tua or whatever. He's like, I could, I could run, I could catch passes with you at a quarterback or something like that. So that's kind of, what you kind of just pointed with, me. with head chopper at quarterback. Yeah, head chopper. Um, all right. Those are the plays. Uh, I'm gonna keep keep things tight this week. Um, and I'm gonna hopefully I don't get too tired with UFC tomorrow. They already already lost my favorite fight, so who cares? But I'll give some. I'm gonna give a couple winners before the show ends. At least, at least ho- hopefully, at least who I bet anyway. Um, Are you going to New Hampshire? I already did. Um, I hammered a couple, couple spots. One, and I hammered another one that got the fight got uh, canceled today because the uh, the opponent didn't make weight, and then they wouldn't do it at a catch weight. Um. Anyways, all right. Let's move it on over to tight end, and then we'll get to the Bobby's defensive segment, what everyone's been waiting for. But uh, all right, tight end. We've got studs, right? So we've got, which is crazy to me, is that Mark Andrews is projecting over higher than um, Travis Kelsey at most places. It's not all places, at most places. Um, now, I get it. Mark Andrews is a beast. Absolute, absolute beast, right? Clear number one weapon, first of all. Um Bateman is out, so that's big. Um, he's had at least a 25% target share in four of his five last games. He's first in receiving yards amongst tight ends. Um, he has 46 targets, 32 receptions. Um, and one thing to note, the only game that he got shut down pretty much, besides the he didn't do much in the Jets game, and that it was a weird week for their offense, but uh, was Buffalo. That is notable that Buffalo shut him down. Who was this? Kelsey? Yeah. They shut down Mark. No, 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 no. Buffalo shut down Mark Andrews, which I'm saying makes is very relevant for, for Travis Kelsey. Um, But, uh, and his price is cheaper than Kelsey, but like Kelsey's in the marquee game. It's going to be lower. He's lower projecting. So he's going to be lower. He has a lower projection with most places and he's so he's gonna he's a higher price so he's going to be lower owned and that's crazy to me because like you want i want like every piece of this kc buffalo game um and you know giant like as as much as i like the baltimore giants game and the way that baltimore has been playing teams i wouldn't be shocked if this game is kind of meh you know like there's like yeah like both both offenses struggle a little bit in this one. So 
I'm going to be higher on Kelsey than Mark Andrews, but I do get it. Um, other than that, I mean, I mean, what's not to like about Kelsey though? I mean, four TDs in the last game is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, the Bills are tough against the pass, um, are tough against the tight end, but like you know, Kelsey's just a different beast. Um, he's second in receiving yards amongst tight ends. He's first in receptions. He leads the NFL in red zone targets, which is crazy. Um, also leads the NFL in targets inside the ten. Um, Imagine having all this information at your disposal and just watching him every week as a defensive coordinator and not having 10 people on him in the red zone. Yeah. I just don't know what they can do. I mean, he's just a, he's just a beast, but I, I hear you like you, that you would have thought that they wouldn't allow the fourth touchdown <laughs> by that point after three touchdowns, you, you know, you, know, you would, I was, I was losing off. my mind on Twitter, losing my mind. It was tough um, to watch it. So then we got to so let's look at some of the lower plays. So Tyler Higby is going to be the chalk at forty six hundred just because of price. Well, he'll be chalky with Mark Andrews, um, supposedly, but there's a great case there. So like he's tied for first with Kelsey for in receptions. Um, he's fourth in receiving yards amongst tight ends. He's first in targets tied. Um, and, you know, and Carolina has been 25th in DVOA versus the tight end. So it looks like a good spot. He's kind of the safety valve for Stafford. He has doesn't have that massive ceiling for sure. I mean, especially if you're sharing time with Cooper Cup, that just crushes your ceiling, right? Like, so. No, I'm with you. Sorry. I, I'm with yeah. you. He's going to be super highly on. He's fine, though. Like, they're going to be in a lot of situations. Someone, I think uh, – I was watching a show, RG guy, Alex Santi, was basically talking about, I think it was on uh, another site show or whatever, that he basically thinks they're going to meet a lot of third and long situations with the lead. So Higby could be more uh, fine in that scenario just because, like, as Chalk, he's going to be, it's going to be Cup and Higby pretty much. They're going to have a lot of opportunity in the passing game. Rams should wax them. It should be a Henderson game, but we'll see. I mean, the Rams do stink. What are your feelings on Henderson? Do you like him? Yeah, I, I mean, I've always been pro Henderson. He just never—he's just never had the full role, really. When he had the full role, he was produced. I think he's good. I think he's great in both aspects. Good. Get get Cam Akers. I don't know what 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 this deal is with Cam Akers. It all sounds weird. Like he must did he did he go off on a coach? Did he? Something's going on there. Yeah, something's going on. It's personal, and then they don't even know if he's going to be with the team going forward. They haven't. They can't comment on that. So, doesn't sound good. No. Right. I mean, I was thinking, like, is it like a Draymond situation? Did he did he uh, knock knock one of his teammates out? Like, who knows? Um. Yeah. Probably. So, no, I get you. It's it's definitely a weird situation. Getting back on track with tight end, like Higby Ertz. I didn't, like those guys are fine. I think some sleeper plays, like obviously Mark Andrews is a very good play. Kelsey's a very good play. I like going back to this Otten kid at 2,900 for Tampa Bay. He, Brady seemed like he liked him. He's cheap. He's got Gronk's number, same size as Gronk. I'm not saying he's Gronk, but he looks like a good player. Uh, Brate's sitting. I don't know what the, he was questionable if he's in or out. Still would have some interest in Otten if he was in, but 
Uh, if he's out, then you're dead. I think Auden's a really good play. Hayden Hurst, uh, if T. Higgins is out and he's quite, he's ruled in, like he's he's been balling, so just he's fine. Zach Gentry's another guy. Yes, that's what I was waiting yeah. on. For you. He looked good last week, right? Did you watch I, that game? Last he's week? good. He's just been behind Friarmouth. So, yeah. So, like, what if I told you that there was a tight end? There was a defense that snuffed Mark Andrews, but then allowed six targets, five receptions for 43 yards uh, to Zach Gentry. Granted, the, the situation was a little different. A lot of it was from coming from, you know, from behind when the game was well out of reach. But I think he can play. I think he's good. He's cheap, dirt cheap. Um, in in a game where you know you want to be hopeful that they can stay in this one at home against the the Bucks, which I think they, it's that, that's certainly a possible game script. Um, and again, he's twenty six hundred. I, I I believe in. I think this kid's good in general. Um, so I like him better than than on. I, I think it was a better situation for him than than on um it's just uh you know there's not enough options in pit like pit needs their tight end to play well to be competitive like that's a big part of their game um it's certainly not going to be Najee harris <laughs> i yeah, i don't think sure. in this one especially with the way tampa is against the run it's going to have they're going to have to stay in this game through the air which is scary Right, like they may just get waxed and may get blown up, but they're at home. They could certainly put up a fight in this one. And uh, I mean, he's he's dirt cheap, twenty six hundred. Count me in. The industry narrative around Gentry is that he's not a good athlete, but I think he's like a football player. You know what I mean? Like he just yeah. gets open. I think he's he, pretty good. I think he's all right. I'm with you. Um. So Austin Knox, are we gonna if he's gonna be low on in that game, which it's looking like he might be. Like this may be the week he gets the TD, gets the get off, gets off the Schneid and gets in uh, the box. So I don't mind going to Knox at all. I'll probably be overweight on Knox. Um, in their playoff game last year, had a nice two point nine fantasy points. However, uh, in the game before that, uh, did go go off against KC. Any um, interest in the Seattle tight ends, Fant and Disley? Yes and no. Like, if it was a showdown slate, I would have, like, tons. Like, that's how you, you always crank these. And these island games always crank these tight ends up. But um, so, yes, I, if I'm treating this like an island game, which I should be because it's the high, it's one of it's the second highest total game, it's a total – it's a way to get totally different. I don't really know what their ceiling is. Um, like, Will Disley's, for example, I don't think it's very high. But certainly it could – you know, for the price tag, they could pay off. It's a way to get different in the game, so I get that. I don't know. I'm not in love. But no, no. Why? I would probably play a Fant just because of his athletic ability. Um, uh, I read one of the one of, uh, projections that I really liked liked Fant. So yeah, I'd probably. It seems like it's been Disley though. I don't know if something's changed within like last couple of weeks, but earlier in the season it was Disley. Yeah, it's just so it's tough. Like they're they're both there. It's we have situations where there is no one else there. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. I I think you. I think I'm kind of in on Gentry now. The more I think about it, um, 
and joke david and joku uh, pats have been bad against tight ends this this guy you know six another six targets for 88 yards last week didn't hit didn't hit pay dirt when he did hit pay dirt against pit um, <laughs> he had 10 targets for 89 yards i mean had a, had a monster game uh, he still doesn't get played enough in my like everyone no one he's not a sexy play because we've like we've dealt with this guy for years but this is certainly browns games have been 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 going off you know they scored 28 points last week in that loss uh to the chargers um they scored 29 points against pitt so and joku has a monster role let me check his snaps um, I'm expecting I, it to be very high, but um, I'm still afraid to play him for whatever reason. Like I'm waiting for like the donut, but I don't think it's coming. I think he's a different. Eighty-five player. percent of the snaps, like yeah. I mean, they they do still have Harrison Bryant out there, but Njoku's just the, the the guy. So yeah, I, I he just doesn't get played enough. So I'm I'm gonna bump him up and make a note too right now and play more of him. Um, Kittle five one. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. So Atlanta, eight most fantasy points per game to tight ends. It's just, it's like we're we all have this vision of like this old George Kittle, where he broke that slate to get all the what was that slate like the end of the season when he went absolutely nuclear to like get like uh get his award for like the. I don't. I don't, I don't remember. I th- I think I I think I, I like. Kind of thing. I, I've I got know. like strong memories of that. I know he won. Cal Spears, a millionaire maker, I'm pretty positive. Um, like his rookie. But, you know, we used to st- like if you just go. I mean, this, this guy has not had a good game in a long time. Last week they tried to get him involved though, so yeah, and, and his ceiling's massive. And he looks fine. I mean, he only had six targets, five receptions, forty-seven yards. I, I, I'm on board. He's only 5,100. We know the kind of athlete he is. Um, the, there has been positive signs, you know, with his routes running and not just blocking. Like he's the, so he could erupt. Any of these guys, he, he could erupt. Like he's one of the few guys that could erupt. So, yeah, I'm on board there. I don't really have interest for anyone else that I don't think that I, I – I think we've mentioned every single person that I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, Maybe uh, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, yeah. You can that Zappy stack. Zappy, Henry, and Ramondre. Run back with Chad. I'm, I'm with you. All right. This is the 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 viewer's favorite segment. The Bobby Gomes defensive specialist. Pick yeah. the defense. This week we're going with the Bills D at 2700. I know it's the highest total game. Kirky hit on it though. They play tight ends well. They played Andrews well. They're gonna. They're finally gonna do what every other team can't do, and shut down Kelsey, or at least hold him to a touchdown. Uh, in that case, that's pretty much shutting him down after the four he had last week. Uh, but I like them. All these games where. Defense, nothing really stands out on for D. Like, I feel like the Panthers are going to be the chalk D. But in all these games where there are basically gonna, going to be a lot of throwing, I'm going to have interest in the defenses um, because the, there's more of an – because of the lack of what I think are good defenses, there's more of opportunities for pick sixes and stuff like that in those games uh, with the throwing being as high as it should be. Um, um, so Bill's Chiefs. 
Bucks, Pitt. Uh, I always look at uh, the, the ETR um, defensive line mismatches and uh, the Jaguars. The Jags are number one against the Colts. So that's that's a D that would interest me. Um, like Panthers are going to be chalky, but that's just because they're cheap and they're a pretty decent defense, I guess. But um, I'm, I think that's a fave. Like, you know, and there's there's levels of chalkiness. Like we're not – there's no play that's going to be like the Cowboys or were last week or the, the, the Bengals were that other week. This this is it's going to be spread out this week for sure. I think the Panthers will be probably the most popular, and it's just because of their price and they're, they're everyone likes the dumpster dive and Stafford hasn't looked great. But um, I think playing with PJ Walker could hurt this Panthers team. That is one game script at least, and uh, the Rams could play better in this one, which makes me want to fade it. The Saints have a mismatch against the the Bengals. 2,800, I think that's fine. You you nailed the, the Buffalo, your one. The Jags are 3K with that mismatch. The here's here's the the low the lower a lower owned cheaper play. We I think the Falcons are in play this week. Yeah, the Falcons. Um their D looked good last week. Like they they did a good job versus Brady. I can see them giving Jimmy Fitz in a way. Their D line's good. Um yeah, uh, I'll pat myself again for the Patriots call, pat myself on the back, but unfortunately the Cowboys then made it a mute mute point by that point. But um, they had 20, the Pats had scored them though, right? They had the twenty-two. I don't know. I was they were both they were both right there, so it was like yeah, it was didn't really so matter. close it didn't really matter. Um, it was a good call on the Pats last week, I will say. You were the defensive guy last week. No, no, you were you. You still you nailed your chalk, your chalk Cowboys. They're the yeah, they're easy. Um, all right, uh, what's your favorite stack for single entry tournaments? If you had to make one right now, oh, dude, I know you're gonna take Arizona. <laughs> well, single entry tournaments, like I'm just playing Allen. Like what single? What's single entry like? Five hundred people, just play Allen. Don't overthink that. You can play cat. You could play like a hybrid cash team in those tournaments. Um, no, but my favorite GBP stack. I mean, last week, what won the freaking Millie Maker was just literally just a Bills double stack. Yeah. With bring the the one chalky bring back. It was the cash game QB. And yeah. it was the cash thing, and and then just chalk surrounding it. It was just basically Gabe Davis is really you just needed Gabe Davis and lock it together in there and Josh Allen you needed and in 150 uh, quarterback probably still like Allen but uh so just core the, the lesson there is to just correlate your lineups and make it you know even if you're correlating with one low owned piece that can be enough to get you ahead if that piece goes off obviously there's other ways to do it too and there's secondary correlations you can do where like you can take a running back from a, like a different like say you wanted to play the the different different way the Ramondre Pats game. You want to go Jacoby Myers and line them up with Chubb in the same game, right? Like have that correlation, like one play like that. You don't need a stack, like you just have a mini stack included, secondary stack. So, um, yeah, sorry. What, what were you saying? I don't really like. I feel like it's just Allen for me. 
All right. Well, for me, it's Kyler again. And I said it last week. I'm going right back to the well again. It's the double with uh, Hollywood and Rondale, who's too cheap at the moment. I'll I would have tailed you. I would have tailed you on that, but I knew that you wanted. You that. let me take it because uh, I'm a good guy like that. Appreciate it, and uh, I'll go with DJ, uh, with go with Metcalf over Lockett on the bring back, and then try to get a little bit different um, with with running backs. So I'll see what I can what I can include in there. I probably I won't have Eno Benjamin there. So you're not going to play Eno, really? No, not in that stack. Yeah, and that not playing that stack would be the way to go. Yeah. Um, all right, that's the way I'm doing it. So sorry for the condensed show. Or how long was did we still ramble on for? We probably took the You're same amount of time. At the same time. Yeah. No matter. I've tried for years to make every like we when I was back when it was just JSU Killer B and me. I'd be like, okay, guys, we're gonna keep this under an hour tonight. Like no matter what, and like. We could never do it, no matter how hard we, we we said we would. So it is what it is. We try to give our thoughts on the plays. Hope you guys like them, enjoy them. Sorry JSU wasn't here for this week. Uh, between you and me, he's he's had a couple of uh, nooners, and uh, a couple is all it takes with that kid. So uh, he's, he uh, <laughs> we, we we let him call out sick. We knew it, we knew what he was doing, but uh, he'll be back next week for the run pure. Roto Grinders collaboration show with me, Kirk Dees, and Bobby Gomes, DFS. Let's uh, we'll be back next week with JSU for week seven. This has been the Term and Takes podcast, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>